welcome to Pod So One. This is uh, part two of our conversation with Command Sergeant Major Mike Stockhausen, in which we discuss football, history, and his general thoughts on life and leadership. So are you done with uh, your th- this round of Daniel didn't understand that? I have one more remark. All right. And okay. oh, earlier remark. you said that one of the qualities that you really admire is uh, common sense. Yes. And I just thought it was interesting because when um, somebody is put under the conditions of, you know, hunger, sleep deprivation, pressure, panic, common sense can be a, a lot to ask. Well, that, that's, that was... that's the thing is some people, I, I'm telling you, Daniel, some people have it. Just natural. And what I found out over these many years is the best, some of the, 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 the wisest leaders. people are people from fairly humble origins. Country boys, farmer, yeah, yeah, fa- exactly. farmers, mechanics, I mean, people that work with their hands mm. that are just, I don't know what the, that there is, but maybe it's you know when you're closer to the earth and closer to just, I mean, just labor that you don't want to do things that that you you don't want to do things any harder than you have to to get something done Mm -hmm. so maybe it's 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 nearly a survival type of thing that they they that they've learned some kind of instinct that hey don't do stupid things you can't afford to do it it's it's, you know it's not your best interest i mean would you say the same thing sir some of the best people with common sense. There, you got it, sir. Got it. Write it down. Oh yeah. Write it down. Put that down. That it's it's these the salt of the earth, folks. That have they, they they possess common sense in much greater amounts than than highly educated. You know. Yeah. So well, so the way I think about it is, if you come from a humble place, you don't have a lot at your disposal, and so you have to figure out how to prioritize, how to be super efficient. And so it's almost like training your brain, fending for yourself, basically, to right. apply common sense. Because if you don't apply common sense, then your family and yeah. you are are in a really right. bad spot. But uh, there's also, I've, and I was reading about this. I'm reading biography, uh, biography. I'm not speaking very well tonight. <laughs> biography uh, and about uh, Ulysses Grant. Uh, and is there a new one that's out? Yeah, it's the okay. one that from two, the Cherno one. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, like, I always pick up one a year. And anyway, they they talk about him and uh, when the pressure comes and like you know people are firing, like things seem to slow down. It's almost like athletes things slow down and you're calm under those conditions right, instead of right. the guy who's cowering, right? Like, right, right. why do certain right. people behave that way or react mm-hmm. that way? I don't know, but uh, that's one of his traits. Uh, and I think a lot of the great ones have that, you know calm under pressure when the pressure comes for whatever reason and i love your sort of like uh, hypothesis there it's like hey close to the earth you know work with your hands it's just like and, and i think the one who i did say had some common sense he yeah he he boiled it down even better that yeah, yeah. You know, that, that prioritization yeah yeah exactly life you know right, so. right 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 exactly so you come from you've had to uh, fend for yourself and uh make common sense decisions and i would imagine life. back in grant's day yeah that i mean that's what 99 percent of the people were you know yeah exactly. he was from you know the, the humble background you know, yeah, yeah exactly. at least a working background yeah exactly right yeah so and that's and i think sometimes that you know we 
educate that out of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and and I, and I have found myself because I'm not, I am not gifted with common sense. But I can recognize people who have it, and I and I and, and I think so, you can train yourself to you know increase you know what could be called common sense. Mm-hmm. Except that uh, I think people. You know, that, that we, we think about it's a natural thing that comes to them. I have to work at it and have to do things like, okay, looking at, at a plan or a situation and think about, okay, does this make sense? Yeah. Okay. And if it doesn't make sense, then why are we dealing with this stuff? While some other people can look at and just kind of wing it and go like, ah, mm-hmm. just listen to what you're saying. They're like, why the hell are you doing that? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, do exactly, this. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know? And, and I'm not one of those people that can just can do it like that. But I've met many people that can, and you know, I love those guys and girls. You know, that they, they, they can do that. And you gotta, and usually in, in some group that you're with, you're gonna have that. Mm-hmm. And I say, find that person, <laughs> and I'll say put them in charge. But you know, run some things by them. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, yeah. Hey, what do you got to say about this? Tap them. Yeah. And, and that's. But and, you're applying common sense when you do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> good I've learned. I've learned. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, again, in, in with leadership and different styles of leadership is, it, it's funny because we were talking about, you know, when you taught me about when we were at the Industrial Tap House, mm-hmm. about like Jocko Willink and all this stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was one of the, uh, the, the, you know, the videos I was watching with him, okay, where, you know, that's some of what you know. He's he's about humility. Yeah, yeah, I love that trait too. Uh, stay, yeah. Staying humble, and right. that even when you're in charge, and you're, you know, and you can, you really negatively impact some people. You know, if you know, say if you that, you know, you bring up, you talk to them. Some people won't do that, you know, and you know, I think that's one thing that Paul would do that I, I liked also that. He knew every one of his soldiers and knew something about their personal life. Yeah, yeah. You know, and kind of, you know, what motivated them to do things also. Right. Okay. You and, you and uh, I were both that way. Yeah, because we, we, liked, we, we liked them. Yeah. We liked our people. We, we, we took generally them. took interest in them. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, think, and I think they recognize that too. Uh-huh. And you see some other people were, eh, not so much. You know, right. and they, you know, some people put on airs and they, hmm. it, it depends where they, it just... And that's I'm sure you. That's, I'm that's sure everywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Corporate world. So yeah. it's it's. We have our people who. Yes. Disingenuous people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and there's a time to use different styles of leadership, and and you know, depending on what you know what you're doing, and you know, and, and but I think overall, if your people, whoever you're working with or you're leading, don't have a connection with you. Yep. You know, then then you're going to be less effective. Right. I've seen plenty of people that have led through fear because you listen to me because otherwise I'll, I'll you know, make your life miserable. Doesn't last that long though. Yeah, exactly. It can it can be very effective in the short, short term. term but, yeah, exactly. But, right. Play the yeah. Have you ever had somebody that's the other side of that too nice, just wants to be your friend? Oh yeah. Push over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. I, yeah, I have seen that, and I think what a lot of that. Well, first of all, you. I don't think when the time comes for when someone's going to be tough that they. I think they can't just turn the flip the switch like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and certainly I don't think the men can flip the switch. And that's that's what the, the balance that you you make of you're being friendly with people, 
but you're not their friend. Right. And, and like, and our guys know that because if you you establish that rank, that there there is a you know there's a certain thing like hey I'm I'm not gonna, and it, it has nothing to do with, you know I'm better than you. It's but, it's like sar- a- sergeants, don't sit down with privates and shoot the shit and, and have right. a good old time and talk. It's about like it. a healthy boundary, like. Yes, and you've mm-hmm. got to have that, right? And especially, I mean, the military there's there's that rank structure for a reason, right? Yeah, you know? exactly. And uh, and in some places in different units, you can you can see, you know, where that's it's very structured that way, or it's other where it's it's like you know it's it's almost everything goes. Just some people are just getting paid more than others, and yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and and the more effective units are the ones that keep that 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 structure hierarchy and. I always liked that from the Ranger Regiment. It was like, you almost kept with your rank only. Except with your private. Like, yeah, the privates could hang out together, but E4s hung out with E4s with, with, if you had your Ranger tab. E5s hung out with E5s. They were, they were team leaders. E6s. And, and the officers didn't hang out with us. We were, you could be friendly with them and, and maybe you know have a beer at the company picnic or something. But you didn't hang out with them. You didn't go over their house. You didn't... You didn't fraternize with them at all and uh it's kind of but i think it was effective that way and we came to a point where some people were like well don't you think that they're they you know like think they're better no you because when they have to say time to go do something hard daniel time to go and like get shot at you know you know that you turn around and go you know yes sir yes Mm -hmm. yeah we're not negotiating as friends it's time to go right right right. And, and and in a peacetime, army sometimes that that or even tell you the truth, even even in war when you're you're on a you know a, a Ford operating base and some people seem that they they kind of lose that that discipline. That's what it is. It's discipline. It's basic military discipline. Um, and it's 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 not good. And, and that gets back to that you know like the training in the esprit de corps. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with with you know. We're not all buddies. You, you mm-hmm. can't be. Right. And I think ultimately the, as long as the leaders act like leaders and they, you know, they work harder, you know, they, they, you know, they, they're up earlier. They're, yeah, you know, you know, they're, they're, you know, stay up later. They're, you know, they do every little thing a little bit more because they're setting the example. Right. Okay. For, for the men. Um, it just it you got to because that's one of those things we for for them to look at you as a leader not only that you know you care about them but that you know what you're doing for one thing you're right. a subject matter expert there's got to be trust there right yes. yeah, yeah yeah you're but re- also that, you're reliable yeah. that, but they trust you to right that you're you know what in their minds that you're a little bit better than they, that you know a little bit more than they do you're a little more experienced and you know what you're doing. Um, Without that, they're not following you, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you got to project that, and you got to find ways to project that, and make sure. So you, you know, you study the manual a little bit more. You you know their job, so you can ask them pertinent questions. Right, you know, and, right. and and so they know, like, hey, well, this guy knows what he's talking about. You know, and, but that takes work. You know, it takes that that extra time and yeah, and awareness. And I think, and, and once again. That transcends the military. You know, mm. If your boss knows, if they know what you do, you know you're not going to try to blow smoke up their ass. You know you're going to do your job, and totally. probably do it do it well because you know. 
it's a little bit harder in the technology world because there's so much uh, uh, a lot of the bosses don't necessarily know like it's it's really kind of a fascinating thing that's happening where uh, you have a lot of engineers who are doing things that your leaders Mm -hmm. uh, they may have uh, this is the technology three minutes so you can have a little more (laughs) (laughs) exactly because yeah because when you're talking about engineering you can go down these super super specific rabbit holes and sub areas of software development that it's pretty much impossible to keep up with as a as a leader um so it's been it's pretty rare honestly to have a leader in the technology world that you know has that understanding of your job asks you about it and you respect enough or earns your respect enough for for you to want to to work for them want to uh, listen to them um it's it's really only happened i think once for me where i've had like a uh, a role model who's like technically aware <clears throat> but also has those leadership skills that you're talking about i found that and this is you know primarily working with that the, the cyber brigade i think we talked a little bit about it the other day mm-hmm. how do you spell cyber again s-i-b-r what <laughs> He's he's an infantry guy that was command sergeant major for a cyber brigade. It's and, and this is this is the Virginia Guard where there's like there's no there's nobody qualified in the you know this east of the Mississippi. So like hey, we need somebody to put in there. Hey, you're gonna be retiring in a couple of years. We'll put you in there. Yeah, but he actually. But I didn't have to know Daniel. it. Like I said, I was money guy budget. But what I found, Daniel, what I found out in that in that role with talking to those guys was not like I was gonna blow smoke up their ass and and, and try to. Like I knew anything about what they're doing, mm-hmm. but you know what I said to them was like, "What do you need? What can we do?" How can I servant leader? And they should be there. And they that's the way it should be. So I was more yeah. of an enabler. I wasn't coming yeah, down yeah, top of them. That's, that's you know, great. And, and yeah. so, but that's what that style required. Like, hey, this is how I'm. You know, here I care about you know what you're doing, and you know this is this is what we got to do. And 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 they liked it, and and, it was, and they'll follow that all day long. Yeah, and it's funny because exactly. they loved. All of those guys loved loved doing their job and, and doing like like being very creative with you know, so like it's like you know hey we'll keep giving you what you need yeah. you keep you, you you keep you know doing things and, 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 and building you know infrastructure and, and and developing all you know different programs and and our guys up in in Fairfax actually made a digital training range that the Army Cyber was like. Hey, you know, like they were taking note of that and like using some of those models because we had a bunch of civilian guys up there that were really, really, really smart. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Now, exactly. We talked about this the other day that they might might not be you know high rank, but they didn't care about the rank. They, they just wanted the work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They wanted to do the work, and they were yeah. like all in using their expertise, which is beyond what the army and the army kind of lags behind because anybody worth their salt in the cyber world doesn't want to be like. They want that more of that environment where they're free, free, free to work, yeah, free exactly, and, free flowing, and, and unconstrained. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And the good Autonomous, thing about the, the, yeah, the guard, yeah. the guard was able to, and the reserves was, was yeah, we can give you that 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 specialized training and whatnot that you can only get if you're in the, you know, the military and the, the clearances and all this thing. But you know, you're only going to be in that you know partially constrained environment a short period of time. Yeah, you know, so the they can go out to their world and yeah. learn at the pace they need to learn. Yes, yeah. yes. Cool. So that, that's what I learned out of that was like, hey, just give those guys or anybody like that, give them what they need 
and you know that's that's my role. Well, that's kind of like the new management style. style. Like uh, what's this guy Simon Sinek? Uh, he talks a lot about that servant leadership, and it's all about like you know giving the people what they need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's huge in this day and age because it's just too much to like the whole idea to of consume. to consume. There's and, no way the leader can know everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, right, right. So you yeah. have to distribute trust, and you have to be that's a servant right. leader. Yeah, yeah. It's Love amazing it. that you just walk in and w- without any of the domain expertise. Yeah, he pegged it. Yeah, and just. And still lead effectively. Yeah, it's great. That's because he was part of SIBR command. <laughs> SIBR. He's practiced it. He's had to. Yeah, that's that's one of the things at the at the very end. I really learned a lot, and just I mean the the incredible capability of of you know of cyber and just I mean mm. the, the the digital world is it's scary. It's downright Super, to, to people that grew up analog it's yeah. scary yeah shit. yeah exactly well but what i found also though is that there's a lot of people today that don't realize just how vulnerable they are or they, they how, yeah. how they've made themselves like you know really vulnerable anything yeah. that i mean the only way really to is go off the grid yeah, you know, is to, to and even then you got you know, the eye in the sky and yeah, exactly. wherever else the eyes yeah, right. may be now. So do you have a smartphone with you? Do you? That's in the car. All right, so you left in the car. You're in your fifties. I'm in my fifties. Mine's right here. Daniel has a phone. Oh, he changed. Oh, Dude, you're back. I, I oh, I you're back. ruining my freaking <laughs> story. I'm sorry. Flip phone. Yeah, flip told, phone. Yeah, you told me that because you yeah. were spending too much time looking yeah. at the damn screen. And yep. now he's going back to it. Yeah, Next so. thing you know, he's going to be drinking. <laughs> no. Here, I just, I just this. Yeah. So, <laughs> the funny thing is, you know, grab that guy a you steak. Have, do you guys have iPhones? Do you have iPhone or yes. Android iPhone? iPhone. You know, yeah. iPhone is iMessage. It's blue, right, as yeah. opposed to green. And so, maybe two weeks ago, yeah. I was texting with Daniel, and I'm like, "Wait a second, this is blue, Daniel. <laughs> what's going on?" I didn't know until now. <laughs> yeah, I question. I, I am about, highly disappointed. Daniel. Uh, yeah, it. There were too many things that I was trying to do, and I couldn't the do girl. them as effectively. Your, your so. girlfriend? It's the girl. <laughs> it's got to be the yeah, girl. Yeah, right. he's right. Always the girl. <laughs> well, she wasn't upset that I, you know, got a smartphone. But, but she wasn't the real <clears throat> reason. It was. I just. I'm. I'm doing um, a lot of different things, and I feel like I wasn't pulling my weight with some. Oh, of them. productivity, like being able to do, being able to respond to emails, yeah, yeah, being yeah. able to calendar things out. And, and that's the thing. That's like. That's what I found. I could, but you know, the last part of the army was like email, like all the time, yeah, all, yeah, the time. Exactly. all the time. We went through that uh, palm phase, or the what were those? Uh, uh, black berries. yeah, blackberries. Palm yeah. pilot. Yeah. Did you ever have a, have a blackberry? No. That what was, was your no. first? What was your first uh, handheld device? Do you guys know what those Nokia phones were like? Yeah. Um, and they have the little green and black screen, and they had snake. It was just. Old, old no, school. No idea what you're talking about right now. Snake? What's... What, I don't know. You lost me on this. There's a part. Nokia phone. Was it a flip phone? No. It was just like a, a little mini brick. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they're known for being indestructible. Oh, like yeah. Would, I know. It's sort of like that. Yeah. Rectangular. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So that was my first phone. That was yeah. probably in middle school. Uh-huh. Um, and then... What did you I, have in middle school, Mike? <laughs> that was a Rotary. true question. Rotary. <laughs> His family seen? had one or two, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what? Hold on. 
home phone number? Home yeah. phone Northern Virginia. 804-798-7460. I can't tell you I can't tell you what my, my son down at CNU. I could say a couple of the, <laughs> I, I got a couple Wallace. of digits, but <laughs> he's exactly. <William> Wallace. <laughs> exactly. Ah. I could still remember like my best friend's phone number, seven three oh one five three five. My buddy Brian. If I thought hard enough I could come up with a yeah. few numbers, yeah. Hey, so here's a fun little time. Uh Mike is a Cowboys fan. I'm sorry, huh. I'm sorry Mike. Eight and eight. Hey, well, hey, I'm a Tampa Bay fan. I can't really say much. Yeah. Daniel doesn't know shit about American sports. So every podcast, if the uh, guest is amenable, we like to talk about the NFL <laughs> or another sport. But we've been talking about the NFL. And so we're going to teach him a little bit about uh, pro football or pro basketball. I'm, I'm cool either way. Football's good. Sure. Football's good. Uh, Daniel asks questions and then... We answer, but if you, if you want to answer, you're more than welcome to. Okay. Was I supposed to uh, come prepared with questions? No, no, not at all. We can just kind of talk about stuff to warm you up. And I, then can, we... I can come up with a question right now. All right. Why, are the, why do people like the Cowboys from all over the country? Okay. Uh, I'm the guy to answer this question. So, and, and here's my, my experience. When I was eight years old, okay, my dad was in the Army. We are moving around. We lived in... Columbus, Ohio. He was actually, um, the Army sent him to Ohio State for two years to get uh, a double master's degree in like, you know, chemical and civil engineering, something like that. He's an engineer. He's a real smart guy. Yeah. Um, and at the time I was like, I think third grade. And I hear about this guy, Roger Staubach. <laughs> and he was a, and this is, I just, I didn't know anything about football. Um, but it was just, you know, they're starting to play on the playground. I was kind of like, I, I heard this stuff. And then I heard this guy, he, he had been, you know, the Naval Academy and he had gone to Vietnam. It's like, hey, my dad went there. I like, you know, this is my guy. Yeah. Instantly, this is my guy. Okay. And then I found out he plays for this team, the Dallas Cowboys. Like, oh, the Texas Cowboys. Cool. You know, like, as a, for a boy, that's, that's, you know, pretty cool. And this guy's, hey, they're, you look at them; they got this you know, kind of flashy uniform star. And it's just, it happened to be the year that they went to the Super Bowl and won. And the first game I ever watched was they beat the San Francisco 49ers in the championship game 14-3. First football game I ever watched on TV all the way through. And then so I'm, I, I was hooked after that. It became one of these things where my life, like my week would be ruined if they lost or like be great if they won. You know, you but we moved to Hawaii right after that. And, like, the only teams you saw on, like, the Armed Forces Network, whatever they, they fed out there, were the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, the Miami Dolphins, or the or the Oakland Raiders. Okay, and the Oakland Raiders were the bad guys. Yeah, They exactly. were, like, evil. Yeah, right, they right. were the evil empire. Like, you know, they were just Kenny terrible. Stabler. Oh, yeah, they Roger cheated. Stahl they, the uh, right, he was the snake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Staubach was clean cut. Stabler was, like, had a... But, he kind of looked like... But the Cowboys <laughs> had a great... You know, management team, great yeah. marketing, well, great. They always had the t- and Tom they, Landry too. He had that hat. He was just so cool. Yeah, and he their, was appealing their across coach, the country. Yeah. Their their coach had been a bomber pilot in World War II, and he was like this stone faced stoic Texan. Yeah, exactly. And he was a, but he was like his great football innovator, and the so the Cowboys were always like on the cutting edge of you know new formations and doing all the stuff, and they were and they were good too. They, yeah, yeah, they were really good. You know. 
year after year after year. So I mean, I and Landry was like unflappable. Like he had the same expression. If you never saw him, yeah, exactly. React that guy was like stone faced. And then yeah, and then one year. NFL Films, who did a like the, did a highlight film on everybody, stuff. every team, you know, for like their, their marketing thing, and like, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 0 and 16 might be, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, but they tried hard. <laughs> you know, you know, it was ridiculous. But the Cowboys, when you're some guy, you know, some like because they even have a, you know, a 30 for 30 or something. Wrote down for that caption that you're like America's team, and they had this this thing where they you know like flew jets over the stadium. They and then they should like Roger Stock Naval Academy. It's all it was like it's all marketing bullshit. It was all <laughs> marketing bullshit, but but it stuck. And everybody and they were the good guys. Yeah, and then you had yeah. the bad guys. White and hat. Had, and it was just yeah. and but but you know what sealed the deal? What sealed the deal, Art? Who sealed what, what? Oh, the cheerleaders. The Dallas oh, Cowboy oh, cheerleaders. Oh, like, oh, Maybe <laughs> one of the greatest marketing moves. Yeah, it's in still sports uh, it, history. It, it got me. They sure. who didn't it get? They were they were, you know, they were did great routines. They're great dancers, athletes. But, I thought but, you were going to say something else. Well, that's <laughs> it back. wasn't the dancing. They <laughs> they were all smoking hot and wore skimpy outfits, and it was almost like. It was they had almost great like, routines. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> but I mean, instantly. I mean, that that was yeah. it. And it was about 1977, I want to say. Yeah. Plus, would, and then at the same time, CBS, I think, had like one of the top dramas was called Dallas, and it was like, oh yeah, it, it was Larry it was Hagman. So all oh, that, this stuff was good stuff too. Came together as like perfect you know, storm, yeah. And so all the people, but I'll tell you what. Dallas Cowboy fans, there might be a lot of them, but they stink. Okay, they come out of the woodwork. They're a bunch of termites. Okay, <laughs> and I, I respect almost everybody else's fans more. Now I've been a lifelong fan. Yes, you have. I can I can tell you all about when they were one fifteen. Okay, but uh, they're fair, they, they, fair they, weather they, yeah, fans. Yeah, they're fair weather fans. Yeah, yes, yeah. they are. Yes, they are. Well, okay. it's kind of like it's funny because but that but that does that answer like so that does it was a just, very good job. It <laughs> was more, and it just lasted, and you have. Generate like I did. I've passed it on to my sons. Yeah. In fact, my they're, they're both Cowboys fans. Yes. That's unfortunate. That's and, and they they, they must mad, like and they're mad at guy. me. Yeah, they they're, they're mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, my son's like, yeah. Dad, can I pick a new team? And I'm like, No. You, you are a Buccaneers fan for life. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. other option. Where did the the Buccaneers come from? Why do I like the Buccaneers? Yeah. I started playing football when I was eight. You like 1976. Buccaneers came into the league. I hated the Redskins at the time. It was the closest team to us. Uh, I like to be uh, unique. And so I knew I would be the only kid in school that liked the Buccaneers. And my favorite color was orange. And I'm loyal as, as I can be. So da- Daniel, you'll note the flag over there. I, I see it. That's that's not the orange, the bucket. Of that's, the, no, no, the, that's not the original. Buccaneers. That's the original orange over there. Doug Williams poster. Yeah, you yeah. see it? Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. The creamsicle. Creamsicle yeah, orange. I, I love that. But so that's, I, that's my favorite thing in this basement is that Doug Williams. So I, did I tell you my Cowboys story? Have no. I told you? Like Are you I was, a Cowboys fan? I was a for a span of time. Fair weather. I was a ball, yeah. Fair weather. I, I've got a reason. I was a Baltimore Colts fan. Same here. So my, well, my, oh, okay. my my dad was from Baltimore, so yeah. That was my default team until I found yeah, my own team. Exactly. Right. But I always liked the Colts. Too. Well, I was a, a Baltimore. 
Colts fan, and then they drove away one night. In a Mayflower. And, uh, a bunch of Mayflower And trucks. I was so, you're loyal, I'm an antagonist. Like, everybody else in my family was a Redskins fan, so who could I pick up when my team uh, leaves? The uh, Cowboys. So the I nemesis. picked up the Cowboys, and it was a great run. And then in 96, the same year my son was born, the Ravens uh, came okay. about. And so I'm a Ravens okay. fan. Okay. I don't think that's uh, fair. And so okay. it's like, I'm still kind of a classic Cowboys fan. Like, I quietly pull for them. And, and I can pull for the Ravens at, at some... I wanted what, them the, to win this year. I wanted yeah, them to yeah, win yeah. all the time. Lamar's, uh, the, he wasn't ready mentally. I think that was... It's a tough it's, gig. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's well, a tough gig. This Mahomes guy, do you know who... Uh, anyways, the Chiefs quarterback... Uh, he's phenomenal, but like he he's ready. He's like, fun to watch. Yeah, he's yeah. really fun to watch. So Daniel, by episode six or seven, you're gonna have to pick a pro team. Okay, and, and stay within <laughs> the rest of your life. Well, my my whole dad's side of the family, if they happen to listen, um, they're all New Hampshire based, and they're all oh, raving. I'm disgusted already. <laughs> exactly. Are you? I disgusted? know where you're going with it. Yeah, we're <laughs> disgusted. If you pick up this team, did you see him react? <laughs> yeah. He was sincere <laughs> disgust. Wait, but wait a minute, Daniel. I'm going to give you a warning. Don't pick last year's team. You got to do the analyst. Look, go. Why were they successful? It's all going away. Yes. It's all going away. Yeah. Ten, 10 to fifteen years from now, maybe you're gonna go. Back. You're gonna bottom out. Like if you ride that wave, it's you're just gonna. Well, crash. yeah. First Shore of all, break. I'll feel like a fair weather fan because they've done so well in the last ten years. Yeah. And so then, you can't win if you pick that team. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no winning. That's right. But it is so fun, funny to go from Virginia to New Hampshire for Christmas or something, and to go from like, you know, this like outright hatred of the Patriots down here yep. to like <laughs> raving, yeah, you know, maniacs, total yeah. support. Yeah. I remember Patriots when they Red were 0-16. Yeah. The Patriots were horrible. Yeah. They were bad for a long yeah. time. Well, see, yeah. and my mom is from Boston. Yeah. My dad's from Baltimore. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so I like the Patriots back when they like Steve Grogan. Yeah, Steve Grogan. Yeah, and the linebacker Baltimore. padding yeah. around his neck. What was that all about? Yeah. Well, he ran. He was a quarter. He, I mean, oh, that's he, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I even met him one time. Really? A totally non, like at a wedding somewhere. He's a nice guy. He was a nice guy. I'm sure he was. But uh, yeah, back then the, the Patriots. Were, and the reason why I guess I, I didn't like because they're kind of they're kind of harmless in a way too. <laughs> yeah. You know? Now, but you know, once a team wins, yeah, six. dynasty. But I, I do. I admire them. I do admire them. I do they got, too. You know, why can't we do like stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, the answer for the Cowboys is Jerry Jones. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you could have. You were on the verge. But Jerry Jones never got a massage in a shady place in <laughs> <laughs> well, Do you even know what we're talking about? I de- is the owner of the Patriots. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely saw that in the news. Yeah. He was a setup. He likes yeah. to push the Had limits on the rules a little bit. The Patriots are the bad guy. I mean it's when you were describing what the Cowboys were like back in the day, I feel like the Patriots were have kind of been like that yeah, in kinda. recent history. Yeah, somewhat. Except uh, I think the the Patriot fan, the, the local fan base is so obnoxious. Yeah. That you they mean, haven't grown you mean like ma- the Cowboys. You mean mass holes? <laughs> there yeah, you go. Exactly. And there's just, there's just something about that. You know, he's well, like a couple of, like the Philly fans almost. You know, like yeah. my, super obnoxious. My yeah. son is a, a soccer fan, Premier League soccer. And I don't know if you follow that at all. Yeah, my, my youngest son is primarily from FIFA. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Yeah. So he's a nut about FIFA. So um, his team is from London. They're called the Arsenal. 
uh, sort of the uh, logo is a big cannon. Yeah. And um, similar to the Cowboys, it's like one of the most uh, valuable brands in the world and yeah. franchises in the world. And I think that that's what Jerry Jones has turned into. It's just like, boy, they're they're making money hand over fist. Well, I think uh, they're worth over a billion dollars. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, it's more. More, more it's like that. four billion okay. or some okay. some outrageous number. And it's, he, it's the most valuable franchise sports in franchise world. in the world. Which yeah, one? Cowboys are Cowboys. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and so it's just like it's just don't mess it up. Don't do horribly. You're going to keep making money, and that's how. And he's making money. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, well, as long as they keep, they got personalities. Yeah. So that's yeah, another yeah. thing: is personalities on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and, and like. If you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, right? You're like, whether you're you're marketing good or not, yeah, you're yeah. gonna be everyone's gonna know who you are. Dak is mediocre. He's kind of like right down the middle. Dak Dak <laughs> is slightly better mediocre, but he's in like 19 different commercials. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. He's very, he's very personable. <laughs> right, he looks right. great. Talks yeah, yeah, he's, exactly. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I guy. like him. Yeah. Like, uh, and maybe there, he just needs an edge, and he could be a, a Super Bowl quarterback. Like, I think that he. He's he's never gonna be he's never gonna overpower a team, but uh, I think you could. Win. If 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 Trent Dilfer or Mark Rippett can win a Super Bowl, Dak yeah. Prescott can win a Super Bowl. Or Brad Johnson. Or Brad Johnson. Yeah. Oh, Brad was pretty good actually. He just got hurt all the time. Yeah, his wait, shoulder was done when wait. they won that Super Bowl. Actually, they won at Tampa Bay with Brad Johnson. Yes, sir. Holy moly! Their defense. Did was that amazing. really happen? I the can't. Ravens defense <laughs> a year or two earlier, and then yeah. that Tampa Bay defense. Yeah. Oh yeah. Were Warren Sapp. Yeah. 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 So here's a question. Do you think that the Cowboys are prioritized because they have this global brand that's more valuable than any other sports franchise? Are they prioritizing on a season-to-season basis making money, or are they prioritizing doing well? I think making money. That I'm, I'm going to jump in there. Uh, I think Jerry Jones. When you say they, I'm just speaking directly to Is Jerry Jones. Is he the owner? Yeah, and his college roommate. So let's tell him a little yeah, bit. Let's of tell the story. Co- uh, Cowboys history was. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, who was like the first coach of the Cowboys after Jerry Jones fired, yeah, yeah, fired Landry, yeah, yeah, fired Landry, who's this legendary coach, Mm -hmm. and in comes Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson was a badass, and he knew what he was doing. He won Uh, a national championship in college at Miami, right? Miami then came and uh, you know had the these three Hall of Famers: Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, and uh, Emmitt Smith, and they were just amazing, and they were winning. And I don't know what happened, but the story was that Jerry Jones couldn't handle that everybody was giving Jimmy Johnson the credit, and that's why he. So the story was they're sitting at a bar one night. Oh shit! After their specific story, exactly. After 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 their second Super Bowl win, yeah, and Jimmy Johnson runs his mouth something like, "Well, anybody could win with the team I gave you, like with the personnel, you know." And Jimmy Johnson said, "Yeah." Next day, okay, I'm moving on. Yeah, okay, and then so, but the thing was, so they brought in this guy Barry, Barry Switzer, Switzer, who yeah. was also another college quarterback in or college coach, and for Oklahoma Sooners, and he took up, he took him to the last Super Bowl, and, and two years later he went to the Super Bowl, and won the Super Bowl for the Cowboys. So, in a way, Jerry Jones was yeah, he was right, like, well, yeah. was right, but then the then after that they kind of like you know went steadily downhill for about a decade. Yeah, so part of it's luck, right? Like, how do you know that those three guys will be, like, they're so good. I mean, Michael Irvin just caught everything. And Emmitt Smith was the most rushing yard ever for any running back. And then Troy Aikman, do you know who Troy Aikman is? I recognize the name. Yeah, yeah, so that's, uh, he was amazing. He's he's their Fox News, he's Fox 
sports when they do the football, he's their top announcer with that's yeah. probably with what Jack it is. Buck or is it Joe yeah. Buck? Joe, Joe Buck, Buck. Yeah, Buck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Joe Buck. Jack's, Jack's the dad. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. got to be the hey, most t- American t- truth, name. Hey, Joe Buck. Truth, <laughs> while he's my quarterback, you know, like I, I cannot stand those two announcing a game. Oh, really? Especially when it's a Cowboys game. Oh, yeah, oh, it's like it's like Aikman wants to like he's got to be like so objective. He's like like roots for the other team and like uh, yeah, it just yeah. drives me crazy. <laughs> and Joe Buck is just he's just annoying. He's he's a He's a know-it-all. All right, so my he's son, a know-it-all. He's too precise yeah. all the time. Yeah. My yeah. son's, uh, you know, he's he, on Twitter. Apparently, people hate him too, or they're <laughs> just really critical of him. And uh, it doesn't bother me. It's just kind of noise in the background. How do you feel about Romo in the? Booth? Oh, I love Romo. I think yeah, he's Romo's, Romo's pretty I think good. He's good. He's Romo's good about to get like fourteen mil a year. Have yeah, you heard about him. this? Yeah, good for him. I wouldn't be surprised. He's he seems like a good dude. Yeah, I always yeah. like Romo. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's too. a good story and everything too. Yeah, yeah Eastern Illinois. Yeah, exactly. Just good, through good too many golfer. fourth quarter picks. All right, so Daniel actually wrote down, yeah, and can't hold on to uh, field goal attempt. Yeah. Daniel actually wrote down like 17 acronyms over here, but he doesn't want to go through no. 17 acronyms. I, what I really wrote was notes. Just, you know, history major, JMU, December of 89, C-141. He, he might write your biography, Mike. There's no, I think, you know, it just it's cool. Um, I do have a question. It's not an acronym. But uh, this is actually what I thought of today before we even all sat down. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be leaving the sports talk. Is that okay? Oh, great. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I was actually trying to leave the sports talk. I love the permission. You know, can we can we veer from... I was Wait. ready for you guys to just go, you know. We could have gone for another four hours. Yeah, probably. I was yeah. just I getting know. primed up. Brad yeah. Johnson and Nick, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, so the question is about routine um, and how it's like so heavily emphasized in the military and it's general utility for you know mental health stability like responsibility getting stuff done like what do you think has been the value of routine in your 30 years uh in the military and beyond it's i I, i'd say it's it's one of the things we we call routine in the military is battle rhythm. Um, and it is just, it, it's a way to organize and prioritize things in, you know, for the mission or on a personal level, your, your life, you know, even on a day-to-day basis, you know, it's just you know, some self-discipline and Hey, what works, you know, best for me at this time? Because, and, and one of the things that the military does is like hey, first thing in the morning you know if you're not out in the field doing some kind of training exercise you get up you shave your face make your bed tighten your you know your room up at least this is was my routine that i grew up with in the ranger battalion i mean i guess you took a piss first <laughs> but then you, went and you, you you shaved your face before you even brushed your teeth because for some reason, that was that they were all you about this. You needed to be sleep. ready for the day, yeah. And then, but you made your bed, and generally, we didn't even sleep in the bed. We slept on the bed, okay. And then, because somebody's going to, an NCO was going to come through and like inspect the room, okay. Then we went out, we did formation, we did, you know, physical training. Then we, you know, like there's this you know, day that you did, da, 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 and they regimented. have a thing called a training schedule that's published, so you know. And you were serious about it. Yeah. You look out there and you go like, okay, this is what we're doing today. This is what we got for the next month you know approximately and maybe 
now and in the, the even a year out what the kind of like the general plan here is all that that that's all worthless because <laughs> everything changes, changes that, by that changes, point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's one of those things that just it's it's organized. It's organization, and you, know, you can say the the, the self discipline. But you learn yeah, the discipline of doing that. You learn on, that yeah. something what's good for you, what's not good for you, what works, what doesn't work. You know, because so, sometimes like I do, you know, right now in the morning I'll. You know, I, I I prefer to do some of my exercise in the afternoons because it's warmer. You know, <laughs> just you know. Also in the winter time, I do there and I do I do I shift you know things around based mm-hmm. on, but still it's there. It's a that's a you know priority. Got yeah, one of the things that like, I don't know if you saw the thing from uh, Admiral McRaven a few years ago when he was doing the University of Texas. He's he's a Navy admiral. He was a SEAL. You know, like led the whole SEAL force. And uh, he was a University of Texas Austin graduate. And he's given their their uh, oh, commencement yeah, speech, yeah, yeah. and his thing was you know, like do complete just you know just doing little things that with that you know like that you've done something you've accomplished something. It all started with make your bed. Yep, make your bed. That thought back to this this right. So episode yeah 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 episode zero of this podcast was, was the three of us yeah. Daniel Art and me. And we talked about Art has been making his bed for quite some time. The discipline of Since making your bed, yeah, and so. I know I know how to make a bed, yeah. but I, I had joked that like my personality is I just kind of throw at home. Yeah, I'm I with throw, you on that. I just throw it over. But talk about making your bed in the Ranger Regiment. You could make quarters bounce, no problem. Oh yeah, and you had like the square cut corners and stuff like this. I tell you, the truth, I tried to make my bed like that recently. I forgot how to do it completely. <laughs> That's you know? great. Because when you don't have to do it. But right. it was just, and tell you the truth, they don't do that stuff anymore. Because they said, ah, oh, well, it's soldiers don't like that stuff. And, what? And Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, yeah. No way. Really? Is this Cyber Command stuff or is no, this something No, no, no. This is Ranger Regiment. This is Army. Army-wide. Oh, we're not going to do inspections because you're violating soldiers' privacy and they don't like that. Are you stuff. kidding me? That was the better opportunities for single oh, soldiers and all this stuff to make them feel more like they were, you know, Living on their own. Wait, can I ask you a little? So 25 after college, was that new to you? Like making your bed? No, because my dad made us make the bed. Yeah, so you were, yeah, exactly right. Cool. Okay. But making it like that, it it, it was. a different level. But uh, you know what? I I was because I I do much better with a routine like that. Um, Me too. Like it's for mental health. Like I'm happy. When I'm on my own. I'm, I'm much less effective than when I'm under the gun, you know, like mm-hmm. where I have a, you know, a deadline, something I got to do. Um, and that's where, that's why I'm probably still happily married because my wife provides me with a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> I've like, got that too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's talk about your family. Tell us about your family. Okay. Yeah, my family, for some reason, like I've been married for a, a while. This, this summer will be 29 years. Congrats. Cool. That's awesome. Um, it's funny because I heard, you know, a couple of years after we got married that the the odds from like all our, because I went to college, met my wife at college, that that there's no way we were going to stay married. Like we we're going to be. Well, then you did the Ranger Regiment thing too, right? Yeah. You're gone a and, lot. But, you know, we, we last all this time. But it was funny. Yeah. My wife, she did not know what she was getting into. Hmm. She was five, one of five girls. Father was an FBI agent. Ah. They had no. Right, and they're Catholic too, so his first mission was to keep them alive. 
His second mission was to keep them virgins. You know? <laughs> you know? And, in, and in doing that, they had no rights. They had no, I mean, like, there was search and seizure of, they're like, I'll go into your, and they were like, I, he'd have this briefcase and I, this is a lie detector. And I heard all these stories. It's crazy. But yeah, hey, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. No pregnancies, no, no scandals, no nothing. Well, well they're all good yeah. people. Yeah. And they're, yeah. And they're, all and they're all married and they've all been, I mean, they're all, yeah, married with children, have been married for, you know, almost going on 20 years for the, you know, the, the least of them. So yeah, cool. that worked out well. But, uh, so I don't know why she, what she saw in me, but yeah, <laughs> I was I got I got lucky that way. But uh, she actually teaches the well, not teaches, but she's the administrator in Hanover County for the um, Head Start program, and then like the state, it's called the Preschool Initiative. Cool. Okay, so they she deals with a lot of like these you know the, the poor kids in the area, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, I that's, that's that's the 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 dirty little secret of Hanover County is. There's a lot of, you know, low income families. A lot yeah. of low income, a lot of, lot of poverty, and and uh, every, every county has that. Every city yeah. has that. Yeah, yeah. but Same. somehow Hanover, being small, can cover it up better. Everything like, <laughs> yeah. So, it's uh, it's 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 kind of hard on her, but I mean, she she you know, she enjoys its good purpose and everything for. Her. Mm. But that's one of the things. She got out of teaching. She went into was a reading teacher, which is much easier because you're doing a reading specialist. You're you know really helping kids, and she's great at that. But then, uh, you know, they actually her old one of her bosses asked her to do this job. But it's one of those things that it's hard to teach for thirty. I mean, for mm-hmm. it, it's it's. And she's got. You said she's twenty five in, or she's um. Yeah, she's in twenty five years now. Yeah. So. She got five years left, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm retired. I don't do anything." Oh <laughs> boy, that's not that doesn't yeah. go over well. <laughs> but so, you know, she's she's solid. She could have been very good in the middle. She could be good doing a lot of different things. And uh, you know, we have two boys. Okay, uh, I love my boys. I, I don't know how, and they love you. And I and I give her the credit for how good they are because. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of a, a lucky bum, you know. <laughs> I've, I've run into good people all my life, married yeah, a good one. Well, I mean, right, right. I say I'm lucky, you know, like, you know, you know glory to God on this one. Yeah. But uh, so the boys, the oldest one is 25, okay, John Henry, call him Jack, and he is a lieutenant. Cool. Okay. That's an officer. Yes. yes. <laughs> In the 101st Airborne Division out at Fort Campbell, um, Kentucky slash Tennessee. It actually it's right there yeah. on the border you know, of both. Border, it's, it's yeah. right, and it's about an hour north of Nashville or northwest of Nashville. Okay, um, screaming eagles. And uh, you know, a, a, once again, a storied division in the United States Army. Um, and he actually got back from Iraq. He did like about five months in Iraq in October. And oh. prior to that, he had gone to Ranger School, and Airborne school and all this stuff, and so, and actually went to, and he graduated from West Point, okay, the military. Academy, wow, which uh, was pretty good stuff. I mean, I, yeah, I tell you, growing up, I thought he was, I, I would never would have put that together. Okay, he was kind of on the the, I mean, he was a great kid, but he wasn't like a tough kid at all. He was terrible in sports, 
you know, and and then but but got better. Got was a, a ended up being a good swimmer, and from swimmer went on to of all things football. Yeah, <laughs> it surprised me when he started playing. Yeah, and, and, and track, but you know, it's like he wanted to wanted to play football. His mom said no. I said. Let the kid you, play. You, you let <laughs> let the kid try. He'll probably get the shit kicked out. Let of him. him do whatever he's going to do. And, yeah, and then he won't play. He said, "Okay." And then, but you know, I think she liked it even more than he did. And he was tough. He wasn't <laughs> a great, but he was. He was these guys that he just he's always been a worker, a hard worker, mm-hmm. and gives you everything he's. Sounds he's got. like Daniel and like uh, create that adversity for yourself. Hey, yeah. and loves people. He's he is yeah, yeah. He always taking the hard road. So you yeah. wouldn't say that you great. guided him. Toward the military or toward West Point? Oh, absolutely not. Um, I think it was, heck, I don't even know when, like maybe 13 or 14 or 15. I think he, I did might have taken him to go see like Uncommon Valor or something like that. No, because I think he it had showed an interest before that. I don't know what happened. Mm. But at first he wanted to go be a Navy SEAL. Yeah. They all want to be Navy SEALs because sure. who's got the best PR in special operations? The Navy SEALs. Is that a branding thing like the Cowboys? Oh, yeah. SEALs absolutely. are great at branding. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's funny. Like I've no never way. heard I've never heard that, but I've always believed that. Yeah. Like they are the baddest of the bad. You, you go to Coronado, they got like multiple <laughs> they're, na- they're navy guys at the end of the day. <laughs> that was that's just what the branding taught me. Yeah, I know. I'm just same. a victim. They're, they're they really good. About hey, it. Daniel, here's uh, here's an interesting thing about military recruiting and special operations. Everybody wants to be a Navy SEAL. Or everybody wants to be a Green Beret. Yeah. Well, it used to be, well, Navy SEALs, you can enlist in the Navy and get a new contract. You're going to go to BUDS, you know, Navy SEAL training too. But if you don't make it, then you go to the fleet. That You go wherever they need you to go. Well, how many people make it? Not many. You know, what are the numbers? I'm not sure, but I'm saying less than one percent. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's out of everybody that goes in the Navy. No, that SEALs. goes to SEAL training. It's less than one percent. Nah, it's 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 pretty damn low. It's probably like ten, fifteen percent. I'm guessing. You you know better than I do. Actually, well, I, I don't know better than you do. I was going to guess ten percent. Yeah. What does that do for the for the rest of the Navy? It gets a lot of people coming in. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And going out filling these slots. Army Special Forces used to be you had to spend you know about a four years in probably before and become an E five sergeant before you even went to right. try it out for Special Forces. Early in the the, the war on terror, they opened it up because that was one of those units that you know in that uh, counterinsurgency type of you know campaigns that they were we needed more, so they opened that up too. Recruiting off the street. They lowered the standards. Yes. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the things there too is if you don't make it, you're going out to the, you know, the army, wherever we need you. Generally there, I think it was more the infantry though, because, but you always need grunts. Mm. So that was the type of, you know, you know, that, that those are great marketing tools. Yeah. That very few people will ever hit that mark, but most will, you know, have to, I you know, never had that you know. problem of aspiring. You know, I never thought I was like about. You, I was just at that age. I just wanted to yeah. knock him back, have a good time. Yeah. So my son, going back to my son, yeah. Never pushed him. In fact, I never. I mean, I just 
didn't think it that was his nature for for a very long time, until he kind of came up with you know he started getting a little bit tougher after the football thing. It's like you know I figured that okay, that still didn't push him, but he's just he he he's a different kind of kid. He's very um I don't know like patriotic. He's very loyal to his friends in the country. He's he's very idealistic, you know. Mm-hmm. With and uh, I mean, he's a really good kid. I mean, he's he's a really good Catholic, like much better than than I am. You know? <laughs> I mean, like and he reads books. But uh, he's a super sincere kid. Is the impression? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. My brother's kind of like that. And so good Catholic. You know, and, and so when he, you know, you know, wanted to go to either Annapolis or, or West Point, you know, he started. And, and I give it to my wife on this. You know, she kind of encouraged her more than I did. I said, like, oh, yeah, that's great. Though. you got to work hard. She kind of, like, started putting the boot in his ass. You know, like, mm-hmm. you're going to do this and that and this and that. And, like, you know. And he wanted and we started, it. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah, started, exactly. when he started, you know, kind of really looking at pushing that way, we, we, you know, then I got involved, too. Like, okay, well, that's this is what we're going for. And and it all worked out. It was a lot, was a lot of work. It was, you yeah. know, a lot of work to you know, to, to go to an academy, especially if you've never, you know, if you don't have a, uh, he didn't have the you know, someone in the family he that's gone the there or yeah. Yeah, no debt. So exactly right. Oh, yeah. mm. So, but the, the interesting thing is now, and if, you know, I, I probably, I won't speculate on how his career is. He's about halfway through with his five-year commitment and he's a, he's an infantry platoon leader right now. Mm-hmm. And he loves that job. He loves the guy. He's a loves, good job. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so, He's in a pretty good place right now. Right. Um, 25. Whether he's going to stay, you know, he he's, doesn't know if he's going to stay in or not because, you know, he doesn't necessarily love it. Mm-hmm. And he's always wanted to Capital do... Capital One, we like... He's always wanted to do some other still, things. Still and it was, I don't know if he'll stay in or not. So, uh, you know, there's always a lot of pressure to in a way, but it's like, I, I, I've already told him like, hey, you know, five years of, you know, that's, that's a good time to... Go do something else. You know? be or, and yeah, you, could, think... you could go into the reserves, you yeah. know, the National Guard, and still, still surf, yeah. continue a, a career, but yeah. but do something else also. It's like... You know, the world's changing so fast now. It's like you don't have to lock in. Like, it's going to change. Yeah. That's right. So I think, I, yeah, so great son. You know, like, I mean, I better person than I ever was or am or anything. That, just, that's my assessment. Like, that he's a much better person. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll say it all day long. Actually, my wife and I will say quite often, "Where did that kid come from?" You know, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, like I said, we got. I, I wish we could phone him in right now because I I feel like he must have had he must have looked up to you at least to a degree. There's no there's no. To, I was at the retirement party. I've been around Jack and his dad. Yeah. Jack absolutely looks up to his it, dad. To, no to, to start, you know, in high school, start looking at military options. Well, I guess, you know, what what turned him around from that that the, the soft little nice kid who wasn't very athletic or anything was when we went to Afghanistan. I went to Afghanistan for, you know, basically gone for mobilization a year. This is 04, 05, right? Yes. Yep. And he was 9, then 10 years old, and he was the man of the house, you know. Essentially, like helped out with his younger brother was, he stepped up, right? Yeah, he stepped up big time. Yeah, and I think after that he was he he gained you know some confidence as just you know like, hey, we got through this, and you know like, yeah, I know there's sometimes that it got very emotional. I remember my my wife told me like 
the dog was like 13 or 14 years old and they had to put him down. And Jack went and stayed with the dog as they put him down. Like, he was 10 years old. Like, that's that's manly stuff. That, 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 that mm-hmm. was, she asked him, like, you, you don't have to be here. He's like, no, I want to be here. You know, like, so but that's easy. You know, he's a good kid. Mm. So, and, and, and which leads me to the younger one who's 20 years old and he's, uh, I won't say polar opposite. He's 6'3. But he's, he's, he's a, a big he's a guy. Big Jack's 5'11, 170, and lean and mean. And then Will's 6'3, going on 6'4. Like he's in that, yeah. like 215. He's an athlete. He plays, he played football, but he plays lacrosse down at Christopher Newport. He's a, um, yeah, he's a, he's a, he likes to have a good time. <laughs> okay. He's, he's, he's my kind of guy. Kind of yeah. like me in that, in, in, in that way. Um, he's but, good. uh, He's a real smart kid. Always been kind of wild and a little you know, hard to, you know, kind of like typical boy, ADHD or whatever. You know, like, but mm. but uh, we we funny. He was out of flipping control for for several years of his life. I mean, there was no. He got up in the morning, go down. If he wanted to, he ran out of the house and ran over the pool. Like, who the hell's Will? Like, <laughs> people calling him from over the pool. He's three years old. Hey. Your kid's over here, like, gosh darn it. Yeah. He's that type of kid. But, uh, you know, he tamed himself a little bit. You know, we, we we never put him on drugs, which I'm very glad we didn't do. Yeah. Because, I mean, we did some testing with it, but it's like, uh, I don't, you know, whatever benefits you might get, or, you know, we'll just whip his ass instead. Right. <laughs> so. I love it. He turned out, I mean, but he's a really naturally smart kid. Doesn't work nearly as hard as his brother, but it comes naturally to him. He's like, mm-hmm. and now he's like one of the top accounting and finance majors. He's a double major at CNU. He's like, they just asked him to go to some conference and. and That's awesome. You know. He's a lacrosse player. Yes. Oh, cool. And, uh, you know, and he could have gone to a bigger school and actually played like you know, division one lacrosse. But, mm-hmm. you know, he. Like like that play. Like love the coach. Coach was the old collegiate guy. Oh yeah, yeah. and UVA grad, young guy. You know they, just, they got a great team there. He loves both my boys. Love being on a team. They love yeah. their teammates. They like that whole you know, team concept. Yeah, you know, and, and and that's why I think Jack, the older one, you know, likes part of the military is because there's a lot of teamwork there. Mm-hmm. But he, unfortunately, I'll tell you what, going through West Point. And I probably, you know, people and being in, you know, with some of the the officers who are careerists or think they're careerists at an early age, yeah, you know, it's not all team player. You know, a lot of it's competition. Oh, they're to one up. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. so even then, it yep. And I'm not surprised at all because you got when you're the, the guys going to West Point, they're like and girls, you know, you got a lot of, you know, super A type, you know. Sure, yeah. Like they, they're yeah, the top one percent of their yeah. small and, and, and yeah. plus a lot of it's them only are... a question of well, I'm a general or a colonel, right? right. Like it's right. it's expected maybe. Yeah. And so yeah. you get guys who start uh, they're on their way there. They're gonna you know, already jockey, jockeying for a position. Yeah, yeah. And I mean he was kinda, of, you know, very disappointed that there was a lot less you know He's te- like you teamwork and like yeah. like this like hey, we're yeah, we're on the same side here, yeah. we're on the same team. Like yeah, but so <laughs> Yeah, that's I, I I get it, you know, because you know I've seen 
little bit. You have much less of that at the the enlisted level. Right. I, I'd yeah. say. I thought you were going to say the Naval Academy. Just kidding. <laughs> well, it's funny their he, branding says they, they don't do that. Right. Okay. We want you know his mom wanted him to go to Naval Academy. I wanted him to go to the Air Force Academy because Colorado uh, Springs is yeah, awesome. Yeah, that place is. And then, uh, and then he visited West Point. He's like, I want to go here. You know, like. Mm. And then I told him. <laughs> Okay, go aviation or go to the engineers. So he goes infantry. Like, I <laughs> idiot. <laughs> so, they thought, I don't know. Just, they, they never listen. But yeah. you listen enough, I guess. That, you know. yeah. But like I said, both of them are great. I, 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 you know, I, just, I just wish I had a few more, actually. Yeah, right. It's fun. You know? Yeah. I love having you know, the kids. So now the wife and I are going like, can't wait to have grandkids. But neither one of the boys are in, like, in a relationship or anything like that. So it's like... Got to wait a few years. What's it like to be uh, semi-retired and and uh, an empty nester? You know the empty nest thing. Yeah, it's very depressing at first. It is. Yeah, I agree. My fir- when when the first one left, I was like, I was depressed for a few weeks, and then yeah. yeah but when the second one left, it was like really bad. Now they're both gone. It's just quiet. It's really quiet. Yeah. But then you get used to it. Yep. You start exactly. doing stuff, and, and then they come back, and you're like, when are you leaving? Pick up, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Pick up after it's, yourself. Like, what crazy. are you doing? Like, and they're a little more entitled, too, right? Like, because they've had freedom. And yeah. they think they can yeah. just come and go. Just do whatever. It's like yeah. you make yeah. no money, and you're just like, you think you own the earth. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's. So, but we had them both back at, at Christmas time. It was a lot of fun. They get along very well. They Like, even though they're very different, they... Yeah, they, they they love each other and you know, yeah, kind of yeah. support each other because they're a full four years. So they never went to high school together. So uh-huh. one left, the other one then the other one started. Yeah, yeah. So kind of kind of made their own way, which which was good. But uh, that's I mean that's really what it's all about. And the younger one, he's talked about maybe going to the the, the guard or something like that, right. and doing some stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of harder because he's a he's a, he's he, he's Got the you know career in accounting and finance you know ahead of him. He's got some great internships already, and I mean, the kid made twenty one dollars an hour last summer mm. at this internship up in Northern Virginia. That's awesome. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, good for him. That's I probably great. didn't make twenty one. If I averaged my military salary out twenty one dollars an hour until I was like, you know, thirty five years old. Yeah, yeah, it's a good track. Uh, financially to, to go down. Well, he's a numbers guy. We thought he'd go, you know, STEM somewhere. And, you know, but it makes sense where he ended up going with the, the accounting, especially. And, and right, it's like, oh, no, sure. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. That team thing that you were mentioning and how at West Point there's a lot more competitiveness and collaboration. Uh, I read an article once about like, how do they pick the people that go on SEAL Team Six, for example, there's more branding. But like <laughs> you're the not way, helping. You're the not way they pick either. is not like it's like all right, whoever can jump the highest or whoever can like bench press, out bench each other. It's like how who can best function as a unit right. uh, with six people. Right. So you know, even I, I just think you know focusing too much on the competitiveness, like what what rank will I get to, takes away from the the ability uh, to function in a unit. Which is far more powerful than functioning on your own. Yeah, it's a, that's one of the things with like the special forces. I know, 
they have this thing called Special Forces Assessment and Selection, SFAS. And did you do... Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a painful subject. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> but you can attest to this. One of the things that... They, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard as hell... But the 20, at the end of those days, like there's a lot of guys that are, are 21 day non-selects. In other words, they made it through the whole thing, but not a team guy. Yeah, done. And usually, those guys don't get invited back. Right. Where other people that get hurt or something like you know along the way, they you, you can go back. There's not, not, mm-hmm. uh, nothing's held. So. I the good news is I was it. invited back. The bad news is I never went. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, we were talking about the Starlight course and all that stuff. That was like you know, I mean, that was a. Yeah. Starland Nav. Or Starland Nav. Yeah. yeah. That sucked. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> or not. <laughs> or not. Yeah. It's good that I'm not doing it right yeah. now. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, the, the team, like you guys are a team. You know, that's, and you find that everywhere. It's it's really, and you see the people that don't, you know, that are not team players. You know, and just, uh we are a team. Yeah. That's weird. We haven't yeah, called ourselves a, good, a team. Yeah, that's a good, good point. Nice, Mike. I like that. Yeah, it was good. Well, it's fair. It's that dynamic. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. I'm honored to be on a team with you guys. Da- I am too. Daniel has not said any big words tonight, which I'm a little thrown off by. We have been interlocuting this entire time, right? Mm, yes. No, I don't like... I don't like saying big words now because you make a big deal out of it. Well, well, and I, and I think you're afraid. You're afraid. He's self-regulating. He's been filtering can, over here. In the can, whole can I make a little analogy about certain teams? Sure, please. I would say like those those high-level military teams, like you know the the smaller you know like elements of Delta, the you know special forces, the SEALs. Mm-hmm. I like how SEALs. It's 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 more like a in a teamwork more like you know the Justice League or the Avengers where you know it's not a hierarchy at this point they are working as they're flat individuals so, yes exactly. and there's yes there's you know what the the leader on paper who would be the officer somewhere is kind of like letting them do their thing yeah, he, yeah. He, it's he, servant he, leadership like what do you need that kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah more like more like that yeah, you know, yeah. to hmm. be there or like hey what you know what would you do? Because that guy's a gonna be career. He's gonna be moving on. But right. these guys are like everyone's got their superpower. You got, you know, the explosives guy. Yeah, you got the, you know, the signal. Yeah, communicator. Cyber guy. Yeah. You have, you know, the weapons. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have the the medic. You know, which and, and so, but they they all function together. They all you know like support each other. It's like and, seamless. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. And, and that's what uh, I mean. So your team, we got, you know, the IT. That, you know, so well, he, what, he's he's the linguist. Yeah. <laughs> you you break down certain teams, you know, and organization. That's like, you know, you, you find yourself doing that, you know, naturally all the time, and kind of yeah. like, you know, how does this work, and what the, how would you fit in, and how are these guys doing things, and it's just, I think the most interesting thing is, is dysfunctional. Teams or, or organizations, and because sometimes you can just walk right in and go like, yeah, and you know, like, yeah, exactly, you can feel it, yeah, exactly. Do you have that feeling right now? Not at all. Okay, good. Yeah, so you're you're the technology guy, you're yeah. the deep thinker, and I'm the uh, the smart ass. 
Is that fairly accurate? Well, you're not that smart. Wow. <laughs> so you don't understand smart ass. He's the smart it's, ass. It's not yeah, exactly. I, I, apparently, I've been rubbing off of him where he's using one and two syllable words only, and he's the smart ass. I'm <laughs> oh, just kidding, man. So uh, we asked a question of ourselves last time in episode zero. Tw- 24, 25, 26 years old. Forgetting the context, Mike, that you shared with us earlier, what led you to join the military. Would you rather join the military or be a stand-up comic? Which would you be more likely to try? So, wait. And, before, the... and while you're thinking about that, Art and I decided we would join the military because it sounded like a better outcome or a better place to go. Maybe a little bit easier than the thought of doing six months of trying stand-up comedy. Where it's... Once per week? Yeah, once per week for you have six to, months. You have to go to a comedy club and just bomb. Or, you know, or, try. Or, or try, yeah. Or, or kill. I'd, I'd, I'd join the military. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason being... I have, I mean... I got a sense of humor. Yeah, you do. I like to have a good time. Yep, yep. I like to... Yeah. You tell and, a good story. And... But, but it's got to be among people I'm comfortable with, and with a bunch of strangers, it's hard. I can do it. Yeah. Unless, I, the only thing I can do is where I can I can break that exception is when I'm the guy in charge and I'm telling it, and you better laugh or else. You know, right. Everybody's got to listen to me. <laughs> you, know, so. you better laugh. Yeah, hey, that's uh, why you just got to show up in your class A's. Right. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Very cool. Well, hey, this has been a blast. It's actually been two and a half hours. Wow. Way past our bedtime, Mark. Mike, thank you so much for coming over and doing this. Yeah, really. really. Yeah, we'll do it again. It's a pleasure. I'm going to miss you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I have a a feeling you'll be coming back. Well, I'd like to come back here maybe when uh, summertime, when the pool's open next door and we can all like, I can drive the trucks over. I don't know if you've told them about all I have this. not. Okay. Maybe I did briefly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's good times. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for being part of episode one. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it. Looking forward to hearing it on. Yeah, exactly. And you, I know. I, 